Looking forward. Looking forward. So important. So important for the health of a church to look forward. Before I pray, I just want to note that growing up, I heard that there was one ingredient to revival. They told me it was prayer. And as I've studied, I discovered that prayer is but one ingredient. And I would argue that there are at least two others. The two others are a participation in the fight against evil, a pursuit of holiness, and a staunch, hopeful view of the future. A hopeful view that Jesus Christ will come and save. We need to look forward. And, uh, and so this is, this is what we do. We look forward today. So let me pray. Lord Jesus, in this next four weeks, we are looking forward to that which you have planted into our hearts as a leadership team and as a congregation over the past four years. Jesus, I pray that as we consider the vision of Promised Church, I pray that you would inspire unity, that we would be able to come together and each one find our place to serve. Paul said that, that some of us is a hand and some of us is a foot and some of us are, are mouthpieces. And, and, and God, we have so many of these, all of them, not just the mouthpieces. Um, and so God, I look forward to what you're doing with us. And so Jesus, I pray that as we talk together as a community on Slack, I pray that you would bring us to unity around the vision of Promised Church. In Jesus' name, amen. So the sermon series is about the vision of the church, not the mission. The mission, you all know. The mission gets repeated all the time. The mission is to foreshadow the fulfillment of God's promises. That's lovely. That's what we do. That's what we go out to do. That's, that's what we participate with. But the vision of our church actually does a little bit more to hone in on exactly what we're going to look like and how we accomplish the mission. I was at a church over 15 years ago, uh, a random church. It was really, really big. And I was going through a season of questioning in my spiritual life and trying to understand church and what it is and why it's so important. I was asking, why do we do church like this? You know, the question's been echoed by hundreds of people who I've spoken to in the past five years. Why do we do church like this? The sanctuary that I was in could see over 2,000 individuals. It was 10 times the space of this room. The stage was ginormous. The lights were beautiful. Everything was, was happening in this church. And to the wall on the right side of me was a really big sign in 3D letters. And it said, love God, love people. I mean, that was the reason for existing, to love God and love people. It's not bad. I mean, it is Jesus' greatest commandment followed by the second one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. The second one is like this. Love your neighbors. You love yourself. Great. 
So, so that was it. That was a reason for existence. But it, it, it was hard for me to understand if that's why I exist as a person, why do I have to come to church? I can love God and love people and I don't have to go to church. So why am I here? Why am I attending on a Sunday morning? Why am I doing this as y'all get up and be like, peace, I'm out. So I learned that a church, a community of people, ecclesia, that's the word that we get it from, a community, a gathering of people. Notice the gathering part. It's a gathering of people that, ex that exists for a vision that must be done together. It's got to be done together. It can't be fully expressed individually. Oh, well, that's countercultural. Because everything, we want to do everything individually. But it can't be expressed individually. Church needs to have a vision that's in line with God's action done together. Otherwise, it's just I'm a follower of Jesus and that's what I do. So it needs to bring us together. And so... The vision is what we see down the road, what we're going for. So here's our vision statement. We are a community united to show that God is with us, making all things right. We are a community that unites. It can't be done alone. We're a community that unites to show that God is with us, which is a great biblical promise, making all things right. Which, with these two, we sum up the promises of Scripture. God being with us, making all things right. We sum up the promises of Scripture in those two things. So we're a community that unites to show that. Because in the statement is the good news. Okay. So, Slack question, I really, really want to know. This might be the first time that you've seen it on, uh, online or whatever. Um, a community united to show that God is with us, making all things right. Here's my question for you. What stands out to you in our vision statement? So you have to have your phone out. You've got to be connecting with me. What stands out to you in our vision statement? A community united to show God with us, making all things right. What's, what stands out there? So today, the world, we're looking for someone or something to make everything right. We, we've, had, we've had political figures rise up and say, I know how to fix this stuff that the other political party has left that has messed everything up. I heard, I, I heard all, it's all over the place. The promise of the political party generally says, we can fix this. If you agree with me, vote for it. We are looking for somebody who's going to make everything right. And so, so Canadians are, are hurting in many ways. You talk to people outside of church, 
And you just find that people are frustrated. I was in a restaurant yesterday. Uh, we were out in the middle of nowhere, Cobaconk area. And uh, we're at a restaurant. And I'm trying to have a conversation with my wife because, you know, it was just the two of us. The kids were, were at Auntie's house. And we're trying to have a conversation. But I couldn't have a conversation because there was this guy who was just ranting about everything that's wrong in the world. I mean, I didn't, there were parts that I agreed with him, parts that I didn't agree with him, but he was just going. And his dad, this was like a, a guy my age and his elderly father, and his elderly father was clearly an achieved business person. And he's just like, yes, son. Yes, son. Just doing one of these head nods. And the guy's just going off. Just like, this is what's wrong with the world, and this is what's wrong with the world, and this is what's wrong with the world. And oh my goodness. But people are feeling it. There's something wrong with the world. And as a church, I think we honestly need to look at the world and say this. Oh my God, there is something wrong with the world. It's a prayer. Oh my God, there's something wrong with this world. We're born with the sense and the knowledge of good and evil. It's kind of a curse. Increasingly, we, we don't even agree with what is good and what is evil. And I, I mean... In the church and out of the church, there's arguments about what's good, what's not good, what's the best good. What's the best good? What? Are you seeing this out there? A polarization of everything. You turn on the news, and you get news channels arguing against each other, trying to be cooler than the other or more right than the other. All of our judgments as humans are subjective time-based, egocentric. They're culturally informed and sensitive to pressure. And you know what? They're fickle. Our judgments are fickle. We see that in how, again, in the political parties, we see how we switch between one ideology to another ideology to another ideology. We're just fickle. We just go back and forth. Okay, so what stands out in our vision? Statement. So some people were like, united. Other people thought that, that it was like, with God. Someone, someone said that the idea of everything or making all things right seems daunting. And that, thank God, that's, that's, God's, that's God's job. We just want to show. To show is the action point, someone said. Community learning anew what it really means. So learning what community really means. United to show is outward focused. We're not just coming together to get fed, but to show the world what it means that God is with us and we don't have to figure out how to do it on our own because we do it together. My wife... <laughs> I'm the best good. Maybe it's Aaliyah or Abigail. Since Aaliyah's in the room, maybe Aaliyah wants to have something to say about that. I'm the best good. And I can use names now because y'all can see and we're not streaming. Oh no, wait, wait, this will be up. So I'm going to try to not use names still. <laughs> But whatever, I just named my own kid. There we go, I can do that. I have, so, so the vision of Promise Church is to see unity. I picture this church united around Christ and the Lordship of Jesus. So there's two ways to express this. Jesus Lord, and, and that is a, a biblical truth. And yes, I'm getting to Bible in just a minute. Usually I get the Bible much earlier. You'll permit me in this, in this series. Jesus, Lord, and, and that's a big New Testament statement. 
It's a cultural statement. The closest thing we have to a lord in Canada is a landlord. And those are terrible. Oh, wait, I'm one. Um, those are terrible. Never mind. Um, just distracted. So we unite around Jesus is Lord. Here's my slack question. How would you answer a non-Christian friend who might ask you this question? What does Jesus Lord mean? Oh. Anybody ever been flat-footed by that question? Whatever. It's come up in conversation. Someone says Jesus Lord. I literally said Jesus Lord to somebody. And they said, that's it, that's where I'm done. We're not having this conversation anymore. And I was like, oh, there's a sore, port, sore, sore point right there. What, how would you answer a friend who says, what does Jesus' Lord mean? So someone asked, is there a core or even an entire purpose of the church about this mission, about showing, communicating, and visioning God to make things right? Are there other goals? Perhaps the fact that forming a community is a good goal in and of itself. No, community, just to address that before we get into what's ha what else is happening on Slack, community is an outcome and a value. It's not the goal. If you exist as a community for the purpose of community, you will lose a significant number of people because we're not, why am I even going? I just exist to, to be there. And so community becomes a value. We do everything in community. We are a community. We, we spend break to develop community. It's a value, but it is not the vision. The vision of the church is to unite around God, the, the uh, we're, we're, we're uniting around showing that God is with us, making everything right. So I appreciate that question about community, but community existing for the sake of community is not what Jesus was calling us to when he talked about embodying his person. He was on a mission, and so we unite around that, and, and so that's really good. Um, so we unite around Jesus, Lord. Jesus brings God living with us. See? Jesus brings God living with us. There's an element of community that's actually happening here. And so we're showing that, that God is living with us. God's not the same as us. He's totally different in substance than being that we are. And if you were at uh, Fighting Evil this morning, class that starts at 9 o'clock, you would have, we would have talked about that today, and it's awesome. So come next week, 9 o'clock, we're talking about how to fight evil, and we do it together. We can't understand God any more than a two-dimensional being can understand the third dimension. Unless God does something to reveal himself, we have no hope. But God promised to be with us. Ezekiel 37, 26, and 27. God promised to be with us, and we're showing the world this. I will make a covenant of peace with them. And it will be an everlasting covenant with them. And I will set them in their land, and I will multiply them, and I will set my sanctuary in their midst forevermore. My dwelling place will be with them. I will be their God, and they will be my people. 
God loves us and wants to be with us, but we're separated from him, not simply by sin, but because I can't engage God until God engages me. God is the initiator. St. Augustine called him the primary mover, the one who's starting it. And so this is how we are engaging with God. God with us. God with us in human form. Christmas, the, the incarnation, is indeed the greatest miracle. God was becoming accessible before accessibility was even a thing. God's like, I'm going to make myself accessible to you. Our faith in Jesus, Lord, and Jesus judges what's right and wrong, what's good and evil. See, culture has had this big conversation about what's right and wrong and what's good and evil and how should we respond and what should we do and it's becoming gray and confusing and all this stuff. I want to clear that mess up right now. Jesus is Lord, meaning Jesus is the one who defines what is right and wrong and good and evil. That's what we believe at Promise Church. That's the line in the sand that we are drawing. That Jesus is Lord and he judges what is right and wrong and good and evil. While we might understand it or argue about semantics or communities, United Foundation, our, the United Foundation is going to be Jesus is Lord and God defines what's good and evil. So let's look at Acts 2, 36. Let, the, let all the house of Israel know therefore for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. 2 Timothy 4.1, I charge you in the presence of God and Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom. Short of uniting around Jesus as Lord we will get lost in our own ideologies, our own views, our own interpretations, our own stuff. And the vision of this church is to unite people around this, that Jesus is Lord and we're going to show it. We're going to show what it looks like as best we can. Because you know what? I don't get it perfectly. You don't get it perfectly, but we know it's true. Jesus is Lord. He is the judge. Okay, so how would you answer a non-Christian friend who, answer, who asks what Jesus Lord means? Somebody says, I've had that when, when people, and I've had that in people in the conversation because I just shared, I just said Jesus is Lord, and they're like, I'm out. So someone said, he's my sovereign. I base my life on what he wants. So important with tomorrow being the, the, the funeral of the queen. Our sovereign doesn't die. He conquered death. Right? He is our sovereign. The one that I follow, I follow my Lord. He has, that's, that's a reference to his authority. He is the leader, the one who leads and shows the way for us. Correct, absolutely. He is my king who lays my paths. My Lord I answer to. It's surrender of self. It's so good. It's so good. He is Lord above all else. He gets to take 
preeminence above all else. Really good. Um, he is Lord and I am not. Thank you, God. Okay, I'm the lead pastor of this church. I'm setting vision right here. Let me just clarify this. Jesus, Lord, and I am not. Please, disagree with me when you go, like, Jesus is Lord would have us do this. I don't want to be the pastor in front of you who says, I said do this, therefore we have to do it. So, I, I agree. <laughs> we love him and allow him to lead, to guide and protect us. I love that this person brought in the guiding and protecting of a Lord. The, rule, the, the purpose of a Lord is also to protect and to provide for. Beautiful. Jesus, the North Pole on my compass, he is the compass. He is the force that is the path of life. My life is not about me. Oh, man. Every decision is made thinking and praying about what God wants me to do. Um, yeah, so Jesus, Lord, means God is in control whether I acknowledge it or not. Life and death goes better if I acknowledge it. The unity in those statements is a step in the fulfillment of our vision. I love it. I love hearing from you what Jesus is Lord means. Society incorrectly defines what's right and wrong because their theology is wrong. And I'm going I'm to land the message here. Society is built on a theology but we call it the philosophy of self. It's a form of theology where we have become the gods. In the non-Christian secular world, we have become the gods. It's a philosophy of self. Literally, that's what we are. Final slide clip question. How, have, how has culture pressured or influenced your theology? In secular theology, we are the ones who are in control. It points all good and bad originating in human action. Christians are, are in danger of this as well. It's paganism. Good and bad is all caused by only human action. And I would suggest that Christian theology, weak. That is a weak understanding of Christian theology. Humans' sin contributes to the bad in the world, absolutely. But it is not the only source. So things that are wrong in your life are because somehow you sinned or you got it wrong and you're being punished. Everything is natural order and natural reactions to, you, to evil. It's called retributive justice, and it frames the entire book of Job. And at the end of the book of Job, God takes that worldview and goes, no, nope, it's not about you. It's not about you at all. Secular theology says this one as well. If you do good things, other good things are going to happen to you. That is secular theology. It's karma. That is not Christian theology. It suggests, the secular theology suggests the only way good can happen to you is if you deserve it. And if you deserve it, bad things happen to you. This is the foundation for entitlement. I did good. I was a nice person. I deserve good things to happen to me. Why is bad stuff happening? Why are you telling me what to do? I don't need to do that. It's a foundation for entitlement. Secular theology says the Bible has no authority because it was written in a long time ago in a different culture and it was written by men. 
And too often our churches are full of foundational beliefs like this that totally skew an accurate view of God and why, well, God, why God and what God says is right and wrong. God is eternal, timeless, and unchanging. So God determines what's right and wrong. My culture is changing all the time. It doesn't have the power or the wisdom or the foresight to be able to define what is right and wrong. Only God does. Only God does. So how have cultural pressures influenced your theology? Cultural pressures make me dig deeper. Cultural, challenge, cultural pressures challenge my theology. God is love gets interpreted as being accepted and supportive of every part of everyone's life. Do not be offended at all costs. That's what we've switched God is love to become. Oh, we're just going to support everything in you. God has a long history of being offensive to culture at the time, and Jesus was offensive to the religious institution. I heard someone tells me that the Lord blesses those who love him to explain that we were not in his will for, uh, in our ministry because we had a deficit shortfall in our funding. Right? It's like, no, it's not that. Cultural pressures influence my theology by suggesting false truths, providing distractions, and encouraging paganism. So we as members of Promise Church reject these societal beliefs and unite around, as much as we understand it, Jesus is Lord to bring God to live with us and Jesus is Lord judging what's right and wrong. Well, why can't we do that on our own? Because Jesus, Lord, is a personal threat to our claim of lordship. When we do it on our own, we, we fight for our own destiny. We're still wrestling with the lordship of Jesus. In your life, you still wrestle with the lordship of Jesus. I still wrestle with the lordship of Jesus. When I want to do it my way, I haven't yet fully surrendered to him. Sometimes I don't fully understand what he wants. That's fine. I'm, I'm totally okay with ambiguity. He seems to be as well. What should you do? I don't know. But my heart is, Jesus, you're my Lord, and there is nothing you can't have. Everything I have is yours. We're wrestling with the Lordship of Jesus, and, and you can't go Jesus, Lord, alone, because if Jesus is Lord of all of us, he makes us all equals, and he calls us to be together. So, as a church, as a church, we're to unite around these basic foundations. Jesus is Lord, and in so doing, he bridges the gap between God and man. He removes the evil, bringing us to him. We're uniting around that to show the world that God is with us. And Jesus Lord, as the judge of what is right and wrong. He is the authority. There is no other authority other than the name of Jesus. Philippians 2, 9 and 10. Therefore God has rightly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every other name. So at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue confess that Jesus, oh, in heaven and on earth and in under the earth, that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So will you willingly lay down your life, your crowns at the feet of Jesus and say, I will serve you. I will follow you as my Lord. And in that, that's what we do as a church. 
we will follow Jesus as our Lord. This will lead to a growth in integrity that's going to be evident to the world around us. So, next week we talk about show. Um, the idea of living your own truth as Christian, as the Christian truth you're living is God's, not your own. That's right. So in our culture, there's the idea of living your own truth. And as a Christian, the truth is you're living God's and not your own. Let me pray. God, we as a community have a vision of being united to show the world that you are with us making everything right. You are with us making everything right. And Jesus, I pray that we would come to a place where we could acknowledge that your authority to do that comes from your lordship. And so once again, we realign our hearts. Holy Spirit, realign our hearts once again to you being the determiner of what is right and wrong. That the cultural voices that impinge on your truth, we would discard. And that we would hold on to the revelation of Jesus Christ as the soon and coming king, as the one who overcame death and the resurrection on the cross, as the one who has all authority, who is unchanging. Write that in our hearts, Jesus. In your name, amen.